Okay, Patrick, Patrick, what's going on at Fox 5? Are we launching any new shows? It seems like it's been a, I mean, you not guys. Not to the fall, not to the fall. Oh, to the, okay, we're launching new shows in the fall. How's it going? A, di- a digital, a digital streaming show only. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I love this. Not even on, not even on the linear side, just digital streaming. It's a kind of a takeoff from DMV zone, but digital. So it's, it'll be good. It'll be great. Okay. So we're launching well, that. I'll see. I'll let you know if it's great. It might suck, but you know. You win some, you lose some. You know, but at least, you're, at least, you're, at least, we're trying things. You know what I mean, Sarah? You always have. Yeah, you're kind of known so, for that. So uh, Hunter Biden agrees to federal plea deal. They're not calling it a guilty plea. Federal plea deal on tax evasion charges and lying on an application to get a handgun. Looks like they're recommending no fine, no jail time, basically slap on the wrist. Okay, so it what's looks the like point? privilege to me, right? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, well, what's the point <laughs> in the what's the point of pleading guilty? Just he yeah, just pled guilty. Point? That was it. And obviously, I don't think this is gonna end the Republicans going after Hunter, the laptops, the you know ties, alleged ties to China and money and all that stuff. So it'll I'm so exhausted with the political landscape right now. It's just exhausting. I mean, so yeah. I sent you uh, Brett Bear interviewed Trump last night. Long interview. It was Brett Bear did great. Uh, it's unreal what comes out of that man's mouth, Trump. It, it's just unreal, Sarah. And it's getting worse and worse. I mean, like, you know, the, the first few years, you know, he, you could rationalize what he said and his positions and his policies. No better or worse than Joe Biden, because I want to say I don't understand what he says half the time. I'm not sure he understands what he says. God save the queen at the end of speeches, getting lost, can't pronounce names, gets stuck on stage, spins, he's tripping. I, I, I mean, come on. This is just ridiculous now. But Trump is just a flat out. He, he just yeah. lies. Yeah. He just, yeah. he says, he spins and he says, and he just, and as much as there are reporters and Brett Bear tried last night who tried to hold him to account for his misinformation, lies, whatever you want to call them at times, spinning the truth. He just keeps going. So like Brett Bear asked a question last night about, you know, he says he hires good people and yet he he went through a list and Brett Baird didn't really give him a chance to break in. And he was like, uh, so, Mr. President, former Mr. President, you know, let's look at the list. Your VP Pence is running against you. Nikki Haley running against you. Pompeo said you're unqualified. Your former you know, secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, says you're unqualified to run. John Bolton, right? says Trump's unqualified to run again. Uh, Bill Barr, former attorney general, uh, yeah, you says, says you're a narcissistic, basically just completely unqualified. Should never be president. Former defense secretary, John Kelly, Mike Mulvaney, chief of staff, Tillerson, Mattis, McElhaney, and Chow, right? All people who serve Trump, he's now ripped all of them, 
said negative things about all of them. And it's like, you hired them all. Like this shows you the person he is, right? I mean, these are some very accomplished people here, not without flaws, but I, you know, and he was just, he kept doubling down on that he won the 2020 election last night. I know. You know I talking saw about that. Wisconsin and recounts and FBI this and stuffing ballots that. And, and Brett Baer said two or three times, sir, you lost the election. You lost, there was no evidence. 50 lawyers of yours, you know, no evidence. Uh, it's just, I, 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 I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. I just, it's really in a in a weird way it's sad that this is the guy that is going to probably get the nomination and the republicans honestly should be they should be just laughed and, and you know and, and and it's all on their it's, it's it's their own fault you know so so when they don't win elections and they lose the senate again and maybe lose the house again and lose the presidency again and state legislators because of their you know they deserve what they get. They just do. Yeah. Because you're basically saying more people in the Republican Party need to just stand up against him. And they should have completely when he when he lost the election. Yeah. Right. And then January 6th occurred. But all the other crazy lies. The It's almost like there's so much now. You don't even know what to focus on. Right. Right. It's almost like, you know, yeah, and this is a terrible analogy, but I remember when Pat Riley, famous coach NBA, uh, when he coached the Knicks, he, you know, back then, you know, they were, they, they would just, they would foul all the time. Right. And at some point the refs, the officials okay stop calling fouls because there was just so many fouls right it it was almost like mm. you know it, it's like Trump there's so many lies there's so many miss miss you know misinformation so 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 much it's almost like now you're like okay what, what you know from the documents to the January 6th to the election to calling all these people names to saying he hires good people to saying it's just my I, I you can't even get your head around it anymore I don't under like it's just why do you think I don't know you know again the polls we've talked about it's very hard to trust any polling I mean do you think Trump has as much support um I do I because know, I think I said last week on this podcast I think DeSantis I think some criticism is very unfair. I think he his state is operating at a very, very uh, good level. I think clearly the people of Florida voted him in to, to the tune of plus 20%. Um, I do think that some of the things he's focused on and lack of really going after Trump. Chris Christie said it, I think. Why isn't anyone – or maybe it was Larry Hogan. Or by the way, you know, the guy who's sitting on the sidelines and refused to take on Trump to run for president is telling everyone else they need to go after Trump. A little bit 
Okay. Okay, Larry. But well, you, point, well, why well, isn't Larry wrong? You don't know Larry's circle. Maybe Larry's health. Yeah, maybe, right. you yeah, know. maybe health. Maybe. There but could be a lot point, of reasons. His point was valid in that if you're going to challenge Trump, then go freaking after him. Go after him, right? You know, some of these politicians on the Republican side, they act all tough. Oh, Texas and Florida and this and, you know, you know we're the law and order party and yada, yada. Then show it. Go after this guy relentlessly and if you lose so what you're going to lose anyway because if you don't go after him you're never going to get more than 15 percent, and you're going to lose so go after him right go call hard. him out he's he's a liar he's a narcissist he lost to biden already he did he lost to biden already indicted twice impeached twice oh, um, you know, I, I still think those were probably shouldn't have happened, but, uh, you know, on and on and on. And, you know, see where it goes. See where it goes. I mean, Chris Christie is by far the most articulate, on point person running that could actually take him on. I could see Chris Christie standing next to Trump on a stage and ab- actually taking him on point by point. Well, you you got to have somebody that is quick on their feet that, like you said, can go head to head with him. Right. And I think the thing that's kind of weird about Ron DeSantis is uh, he's like so beloved in his state for the yeah. most part, like people love him. And, you know, from the outside, it looks like Florida is thriving. But. You take him out of Florida, you know, there's just no charisma there. And that's listen, the that's so, and, and that is true for a lot of politicians that's and a lot true. of very good governors. That's true. You know, you know, the, the, you know, you know, the governor of Colorado, you know, uh, you know, Polis, he'd be, a, he'd be a dud on a national stage, but they say he's doing a pretty good job. I mean, yeah, listen, Newsom has charisma. I think DeSantis, yeah. I think DeSantis has enough to get by. Um, but well, his wife helps, you know, they bring, they bring the wife out, yeah, which I love. You have the Washington Post doing, you know, you know, some like a weird story on their, their marriage and how it's insular. And it's like, those are the articles that I just drive me crazy. Right. That's just, those are, those are. Non- yeah, but really come on, that's been going attack. on, please. You've been in media that, your whole but, but life. That Washington goes on Post. forever. On, oh, it goes on. on from all of be, them. They're all going to do that. That's what politics is about. They're not going to do it to the other side, so be better, Washington Post. But anyway. Who, I, I mean, how? Like, who's doing a, a lovely piece on the Bidens? Nobody. No, nobody. They're they're trying not to, de- to trash him because they Although know. Although it's interesting how, like. Who's giving so him much hun- credit? So I will say, I'm not going to mention the network, but the Hunter Biden plea comes out. And they made a point, the, the main anchor, network anchor, made the point to say, this isn't a guilty plea. Like, come on. It, it's a it's a plea deal. Like, it, like they had to make it a point so they don't tie guilty to, uh, of course, it's not a guilty. Like, it's a plea deal. It's just, it, it's just how they go overboard to kind of, you know, frame and couch and spin certain things depending on 
what side what side of the alley? Local news is news. They you, you have you have amazing rocks. great local journalists who are not biased. Uh, These national platforms are biased. They are they, they're entertainment. But let's uh, real quick back to Chris Christie because okay, I me. do think. And again, a lot has to happen. Trump has to you know continue to struggle and Trump. I mean, Christie hasn't got into cultural politics yet. And I do think the abortion issue will help Christie more than it will DeSantis, right? I do think there's conservative women out there who aren't all in on some of the draconian restrictions on abortions that are being put in place in certain states. And I do think that would help Chris Christie. So... Oh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I'm just amazed by it. I'm just, it's sad and amazed how th- this is what we're doing and how certain individuals in the Republican Party are just, and it's all about power. It's, and it's probably half of it is fake, but they feel like it makes them relevant. They make it in the press when they say crazy things or take crazy positions. I'm not sure they believe everything they're espousing. So, and yes, you know, it's the same goes true for the left sometimes. I mean, you know, we were talking about like last week, I think it was um, some some of the gay rights issues and trans rights issues. And, you know, only 10 years ago, Obama, Biden, Hillary, all, were adamant that marriage is between a man and a woman, right? Adamant. And, you know, I know your positions evolve. Absolutely. But Biden was 68 years old when he had that position. He wasn't 32 and now 48, like Obama was, right? He was 68 when he made his speech on that. Yet, he gets a pass, but other people can't change their opinion because then that be it, it's just the whole. As I said, I started off that politics is in a sad state right now. It really is. Yeah, it really is. It, I know. I I hear you with the hypocrisy. It's yeah. Um, one more political thing. What did you think? Yeah. You know, it was a big story. John Fetterman, obviously senator from yeah. Pennsylvania. A lot of people that uh, I ninety five collapse that happened. Um, he and Biden were on Saturday giving a speech. I mean. A lot it's of people sad. had a lot of it, criticism about sad. that. It's sad. It's shameful. He shouldn't be a sitting senator. He should have dropped out of the race for health reasons. They propped him up. I still say they misinformed, misled, up to the point of potentially allegedly lying to the to the people of the voters of Pennsylvania on where he was at. They vilified the NBC reporter who was correct and and in her interpretation of the state. The, the status of Fetterman's health. He looks like he's woefully not improved. He can't answer, he can't articulate a point. He doesn't know what people are saying. I'm tired of the whole shorts and sloppy shirt. You're a U.S. senator. Put a pair of pants and a shirt on. Enough with the whole shtick. It's not funny anymore. It's not, you know, you're, you're, you're a sitting U.S. senator. 
have some respect for the office, get healthy. Basically, Pennsylvania has one senator right now. And, you know, I understand Oz was not a good candidate, called by as a carpetbagger by many. And clearly the voters thought Fetterman was the better choice. My guess is hoping he would get healthier. But now we're at what? Eight months in? Nine months in? I mean, he's obviously, you know, poor guy is struggling. And right? I, I feel terrible for him. Don't don't misunderstand. I, I think he's very sick. Either yeah, mentally, mentally, but mentally and him. physically. Right. Stroke and mentally. It's serious. But go take care of yourself. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, it, it, yeah, a lot a, of people felt that way. I mean, I didn't see a lot of positive uh, news stories on that over the weekend. People did not have good things to say about, like you said, the it's entire... sad. It's embarrassing. Like, uh, like yeah. go get healthy. I know he tried to take a leave, but it's not right. It's not, it's just like Diane Feinstein. You're ninety something years old. You're completely. Completely. It's so sad. Oh my god! Void of the ability to do your job. What are you holding on for at ninety? What are you holding on? What were you holding on to five years ago? What were you holding on ten years ago? Yeah, the fact that there's no age limits, there's no term, there's no term limits. It's again sad state of politics. I just keep going on. The sad state of politics. This is why I'm voting for the party. You have Republican House members who lied their way in. uh, Santos. You have you know Republican politicians who you know put up crazy bills and people on the left who do this. The, The whole thing is just. It really is irritating. It really is. It is. It is a sad state of affairs. Um, yeah, very, very sad. All right, let's move on to some other. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on the on golf over the weekend. U.S. Open for Ugh. Father's Day. Tell me, tell me, and uh, I want to know your thoughts too on, um, you know, famously at the Los Angeles Country Club. Um, yeah. Big deal here, you know. And of course, you know, no one can ever go in there unless you're an old school member. Uh, but what did you think of the controversy of them buying half the tickets and then squatting on them, and then the crowds being small? I mean, wasn't that such a douche move? So I'm the USGA, club. The, the USGA should come out and apologize for holding the the Isn't that horrible the, for, for a the way they for, for a for the selection of the course. And not so much the course itself. It's it's looks like it's an amazingly beautiful course. Uh, the the way they handled the tickets, the fact that it was not fan friendly, the fact that um, it's such an exclusive course, and I get they've played the U.S. Open at exclusive courses before, but there are most of the U.S. Open courses to some degree the regular person can play, right? Somehow get on. Certainly Pebble Beach is public and some of these other courses, right? Beth Page is public in Long Island and and others. This is a 250,000 plus exclusive membership. Uh, Probably can't even get in with the 250. There's probably some sort of like long, long wait list. You you have to be asked to be a member all the you things. have to you have to be a who's who of of society um that you know so, so you know depending on what you believe 
There was 23,000 tickets. They limited it to 23,000 tickets per, per day. Half of those went to hospitality, which was say 13, 12, 13, 14,000, whatever the number is. Um, and then half of those, the members bought up. They wanted to buy all of them, they bought it. So basically some of the, the, the better golf reporters were saying there was only 4,500 to 5,000 tickets available per day for fans, okay? Then the venue itself was very restrictive based on there was not a ton of land, not a ton of room between holes. The back side of the course was not accessible to to fans, patrons, whatever you want to call them. Uh, obviously, the Masters tells you you have to call them patrons. Um, yeah, just not a good venue. Unfortunately, right now they have it again in, in 2039. 16 years from now, which is like obviously is a long time, but you know, it, it should be the, 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 the Pinehurst of the world. It should be those types of courses. Um, well, for a sport that appears to be struggling as far as, uh, you know, fans, yeah. you would the think rat- the ratings were not good. The great. Ratings were terrific. Not good. They shouldn't be. You would think for that sport that they would I mean, say, here's you, a chance. You think they should be. You had, you had, you had, Ricky Fowler, who's one of the most popular people making a well, I mean, when I say comeback, he had two two years or so where he didn't play well, making a comeback. Rory McIlroy, supposedly one of the most popular players. Scotty Scheffler. Um, you know, you had the who's who in the top four or five groups, and yeah, it did okay. Uh, I just, I found it the course, the way the, the angles of the cameras. And listen, you know, I work for Fox. Work, yeah. Wait, did, so we, I say wait, that, did we carry it? I don't even know. No, Who, no, no. It was, on, oh, okay. it was on NBC. So right. no, I'm, give, I'm giving a little preamble to my next comment. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, this, this opinion is solely based on me as a sports fan. Okay. Okay. CBS does an amazing job at golf coverage. NBC, just stop covering golf. <laughs> Paul Azinger, he's their main analyst, just Mr. Cliche, Mr. Wrong, Mr. Talks Too Much, Mr. Just Says Things to Say Them, Mr. Doesn't Get Facts Right. The NBC golf coverage leaves so much to be desired. It's just so, – so the course, lack of fans, lack of noise, lack of excitement – even though it, there should have been a lot of excitement because it went down to the last hole, the NBC coverage. Um, there were so many things too, and like the weather here has been so bad. Like the marine um, layer there, it's it just it was so it just, cold in the just morning. Wasn't, it yeah. wasn't what I thought. I mean, it, it was set up to be so like because I love when it's on the West Coast, being on the East Coast because you get to watch it in prime time, right? So you sit down at five six o'clock at night, and you still got four hours of golf left. That's freaking awesome, right? And it was – I was falling asleep. The coverage – it was just – it just wasn't what it should be for a U.S. Open. It just – Amazing. You know. Anyway, so so that so that's my uh, take on the U.S. Open. Um, oh, how do you feel about going? – well, how did you feel about the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup and it being like a hot weather state? You think that makes any difference? A lot of people uh, – No, I don't think so. Listen, okay. I think they've been they've – been, they're a five-year-old franchise. They've made the finals twice. 
losing to the Capitals the first year as a franchise, and then finally winning it this year. They've been one of the top teams over the last five years. Uh, no, they were they were the best team. That okay. I've done, you know, I think, and uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that. I mean, listen, you know, I would think the NHL as a league wants to see the traditional, the Chicago's, the New Yorks, the St. Louis's, the Colorados, the Toronto's, Montreal, Boston. You know, I would think even Boston, Boston, want- Jersey. You know, all those. Yeah. You know, teams to to be there um i mean listen florida vegas wasn't really you know doesn't doesn't evoke you know the history of hockey (laughs) you know that's what some people are saying right i mean i mean the only ice they have there is you know inside the the arena and in their ice makers right i mean it's just so um but 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 yeah, it was it was a pretty good series, you know, for for the for the most part. So, um, uh, yeah, it's just oh, the submarine. We got to talk about the submarine. Well, that, I was going to ask you that next. I mean, I have claustrophobia just thinking about it. What I mean, I don't know. What do you so think? Ocean of this Gate. Thing? It's called so the Ocean Gate. I don't even know it's called oh. sub, but let's for lack of a better thing, let's call it Ocean Gate Expeditions. It's the size of a large minivan. Uh, I think there was four people in it, I believe, right, uh, who paid $250,000, I believe, each to uh, venture to the depths of the ocean to see the Titanic wreckage. And they are missing. They can't find them. So the Coast Guard is in full search mode. Uh, you know, supposedly, they have only four days or up to four days of uh, – of, of oxygen uh, there are some reports that people believe that the the, the actual uh, uh, structure imploded or they and, and therefore they would have exploded as humans at those depths uh, so there's that you know, speculation out there in, in the news, Twitter because verse. basically there's no contact right the last ping right. was like there's they no were contact like- so so okay. Listen, if the structure failed, they're you know at that depth they're done right immediately. Like they're gonna implode, explode, whatever it's called. Uh, so you know, you you the question. You know, obviously, if my family was on there, I'd want oh. them to do everything to see if they can find them. But having said that, this could be a hot take. Do you think that? And I guess U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Coast Guard is a government entity, and they have the resources. They're not; they're spending money that's already budgeted, and so so I understand that. But at some point, you choose to go on a rich excursion, whether to the depths of the ocean or to the mountain tops of something, or helicopter and drop down to some crazy thing. How much should people put themselves at risk? To try to find you. Oh, well, I think they're putting themselves at, like, I, I, I think what they're doing is fine, don't you? I mean, not, nobody's not, not taking. Risky. Oh, oh, do you think they're not risking enough? Or you're. No, no, I'm saying, like. No, I think, isn't no. that always the way? I mean, no, I'm talking about, like, somebody who, like, we've seen, like, people hella jump, ski, and they get caught, you know, you know in a place where they're not supposed to be. And then these rescuers have to go and try to save them. And they're right. 
their their lives at risk, right? Or uh, humans do uh, stupid hum- things. They yeah, always but, do. But what I'm saying is, if humans do stupid things, things are not supposed to be doing. Um, I think that's what these <clears throat> the Coast Guard. I mean, that's what they do, right? They that's what yeah. police officers do. They they put their lives in danger. Unfortunately, or for, thank God, actually, fortunately for us, when when humans do stupid things, I mean, I think. Look, yeah, and right I'm not there, saying they shouldn't have done this or weren't supposed to be doing it. I'm sure they had all the, you know, this was. I'm sure this was planned for a very long time, right? To you know, build this structure or or this Ocean Gate excursions uh, had this structure built and these people paid to go down, you know. I mean, I don't know if I were the family, I'd be like more upset. Like, can't they send another submarine down and see if they can like. The problem is they said it's 300. I thought I read it's 350 square ocean miles. And I don't know if ocean miles are different. I just said ocean there. I don't know if ocean miles are. I'm not a normal person. So, but 350 miles in the ocean. Like they could be anywhere, right? It's, It's. yeah, but That's you're telling me you can't get the U.S. Navy? They don't have a submarine that can go down? The Coast like, Guard is – it's the Coast Guard's responsibility, not all right, the U.S. military. Well, I mean, I'd be like, get them – Coast Guard is military, but domestic you know, Coast Guard. Uh, yeah, it's what we pay our taxpayer yeah. dollars for. If I were the families, I'd be like yelling and screaming even more. You I can't get another dead. sub – I hope – I think they're dead. Well, I don't hope. I hope that they can be there's rescued. A kid, there's a kid on board, too. So sad. I just a hope Pakistani, they... A Pakistani – a I believe he's Pakistani entrepreneur – uh, and him his and his son, son right? and some, I don't know, some other, I, I'm not sure exactly who the other, there's another are, two but... guys. I think, look, if they did pass, I hope it's like the scenario where you said, where it was like very fast. And this, because I read, up. I read this morning and again, I don't know if it's t- totally true, but it would be painful for a quick, for a period of time at that depth. Like you, you kind of, you just kind of turn into ocean dust. You you explode. Oh my god! I have don't don't you get claustrophobia? Just I just or I I guess it's imploding because it comes from the inside. I guess no thanks. Uh, The ocean. Yeah. Anyway, so we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta end on a positive. Okay. What else? Moving on. Well, how was your Father's Day? And when are we yeah. going to, you know, J-Lo posted a shirtless photo of Ben Affleck, a thirst trap. When are we going to get that Patrick Paolini thirst trap out there for Father's Day? Come on. Okay, You've that, been that's, at- <laughs> that's never happening. Okay, number one. Uh, Father's Day was good. Uh, we, the whole week, the entire weekend was good. Friday night went out. Saturday, uh, well, Friday we had a grab party. Saturday played a little golf. And then we uh, did your family to... attempt to buy you anything? I mean, at this they point, did. they, they did. did what they nice buy stuff. you, really? So, uh, there's some golf clothing, okay. uh, you know, some a couple of hoodies, uh, a shirt, <clears throat> pair of shorts, and then my uh, yeah, so a little bit of new. So, my son and daughter, a future daughter in law, my son and his fiance are getting married next May. And they gave me a bottle of scotch, and on the backside, they asked me to be the officiant for the wedding. What? Oh my god! Yeah. The yeah, pressure. Yeah. Oh my I know. god! It's like, God, I, I, I'm I'm gonna be more nervous for that than I was, you know, walking my daughter down the aisle. I think. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is that an honor or is it more pressure? Because yeah, in a way, it, you can't. I, I think I think two things. As you know, I say two things can be true. true. I think it's both. It's an honor, and here we go. Shit. 
So first of all, I got to get like certified in D.C. to do this. Okay, they're getting married in D.C. Okay, all right. Uh, so it looks like, you know, you fill out an application, you send 25 bucks in, and they give you some instructions, and you should be good to go. Uh, so, A, I got to do that. B, I got to make sure that they're actually officially married. Like, could you imagine, like, 10 years from now, they find out that I screwed it up and they're not married? Oh, God. Yeah, right. Three, I have to, like, learn how to do this. But do it in a way. It's not a speech. It's kind of like a talking thing. <sighs> a lot well, don't of pressure. Worry. The the person that married us got our names wrong, so it was fine. It was <laughs> oh yeah, the, the father of the groom. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get their names wrong. That would go over really well. Old. Deacon Bob got our names wrong. He and then he said at the end, "I'm really sorry. I'm dyslexic." <laughs> we were should, like, "Well, that might, I, we might I, have needed to know that before booking." Should I come up with a little thing that day for like Pastor Pat? Pastor Pat, yes, yes. Preacher Pat, Preacher, Preacher Pat. Pat. Oh my God! Wow. Just call me Preacher Pat. Preacher Pat in the house. That is going to be. Oh my God! Someone film this. I'm sure you will. But oh, this is. I'm great. sure it's, someone will film it. <laughs> you, that's great. Wow, what a Father's Day gift. All right, well, that's a good gift. Yeah, and then uh, it was nice because obviously my my daughter's expecting. Gabby's expecting in a few months. Uh, so my wife being, you know, amazing as she is, gave Zach, Gabby's husband, some, you know, pre-Father's Day stuff, which was nice. Uh, yeah. So we actually went down to Arlington. Uh, you guys were out in A-Town? All right. We were were in A-Town, which I don't normally, you know, I have Yeah, you guys don't go down there, right? I've been there, but we went, we went to, um, Bronson Beer Hall. Yes, amazing. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was really good. The food was great. By the way, the most amazing German pretzels. They have like 30 flavors. We ordered the pizza pretzel. So good. It was like I gained 17 pounds eating that pretzel right at the <laughs> Don't you love Arlington? Arlington was like my favorite place to live. So I don't, it's I've, really I've been there I've been there several times obviously for a variety of reasons. I don't know it well enough. Like, I don't know where the neighborhoods are. I don't know. You know, I've, I've always gone in for a specific purpose, right? Yeah. Either a meeting or, or you know, an event somewhere or dinner. Uh, but I haven't, I know Alexandria a little bit better than Arlington, I, like, I think. Arlington, Alexandria is great too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a good, it's, I like it over there. I think Alexandria is cool. They have that little downtown area, right? The little cobblestone or whatever it is down there, right? I think Alexandria is like, it's like old school. You know what I mean? It's a little less fabricated. Like Arlington, they've, they've really made it new. Arlington's is, Arlington's cosmopolitan built up. Right. Where Alexandria has a little bit more character maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so good. How was yours? How was your? How was Dan's? Dan's was great. Yes. Um, this is his second one. His second Father's Day. Wow. Um, we we just we we took him to brunch. He wanted to go for a jog down um, by the ocean. Um, so what does Dan eat for brunch? Well, you know he's a pescatarian. Yes, so I do. He uh, what did he have for brunch? Eggs, an egg dish, and then. So- a blueberry blueberry pancake. Like it was a pancake with a blueberry compote and a Bloody so Mary. Holy, so he'll eat eggs, <laughs> but won't eat when they become chickens, right? Correct. Okay. What's the difference? Yeah, don't get it. 
don't get it. A lot of people don't, but he does not eat meat. And uh, he doesn't eat fish, or does he eat fish? No, he eats fish. He, yeah, pescatarian. So oh, he'll eat okay. fish. Oh, okay. All right. That's not terrible, then. He eats fish and That's eggs. That's not terrible. And all meat, not just beef. Right. He doesn't, yeah, he won't eat chicken, turkey, any steak, beef, like that kind of thing. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right, Patrick, where what do people, uh, I, well, I don't know. I was going to say, is there anything local going on? Um, in there's just a lot of you know a lot of a lot of stuff in you know just you know stuff we talk about. Well, you know, we can get into some of the more local stuff next week. But the uh, um, continues to be issues as we always discuss with um, rising. You know, crime. DC is really struggling. Uh, yes. You get into some of the, it really is. I mean, it is. Um, I know I we mean, were going to leave ha- on a positive note, but you guys had like a really deadly weekend. <clears throat> yeah. Weren't there something it, like just, seven murders or something? They, or seven? they really, really, really have to figure it out. And, um, oh, the last thing I wanted to say, have you seen, and we can talk about it more next week, but did you see the U, the, uh, some UK, they did a, they did like a, I forget what it would be called, but it's a, a futuristic uh, model of somebody who works remotely. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, it was a little like, do these people not go out at all or exercise? Even though, there's, but I get their point, right? Martha Stewart came out and said, "People got to get back to work." And it, I, I believe you're starting to see this. Um, there is no reason for people to come into the office every day. There's absolutely none. I except didn't say for... every day. I, I didn't say okay. every day. Okay. Well, uh, you know, whatever. What do you want? Two days a week or something? No, three... it's got to be three. At least oh maybe That's four. That's so ridiculous. There's a, there, The only reason that corporate America is fighting this is because y'all have huge rents and you are no, not going I, to. I think that's not true. That is 100% no. true. Okay. I, 100% not true. Okay. The reason it is important is i believe you know all we hear about is mental mental illness mental anxiety okay continue to work at home where you don't socialize with people your only socializations via zoom rooms for the last three years and then tell me how that's going to pan out over the next five to ten years tell me how people are going to understand whatever culture you're trying to get across within a company tell me how you, you younger employees are going to grow and learn from and, and and have mentors in the workplace when they're remote and they're not invited into these meetings because they're not in the facility. Tell me how forward-facing sales, you know, types of business meetings are only done on Zoom going forward. I am telling you, just like I was correct about the kids going to school during you know with the vaccinations or or, or COVID. Remote work as a whole is a bad idea. Bad idea. And I get, oh, it saves you on the commute and you get to pick the kids up at the bus at three o'clock and, you know, the dad can go on a run at lunch, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm not saying five days a week. That ship has sailed. I believe three to four days a week. Get your butt up, take a shower, get dressed, feel good about yourself, get in a car or on a train, get your ass to work. Okay, sorry, I feel strong. Well, I know, by the way, Victoria, who's going to listen to this podcast, hates when I say this. So she's going to get mad. (laughs) 
I'm with Victoria. I mean, I'll say this. I do think the the two points that you have is for younger employees, I think if they're starting out working from home, that does put them at a disadvantage because they yeah. never learn how to navigate workplace dynamics, which, as you know, yeah. we all know, right? If you've worked in it, that's everywhere, right? So I do think it takes away from them. And I think to your point about like network, if you have a career where you need to network, you're at a law firm or something, you know, you do have now to put I will, in now FaceTime. I will qualify this. If all you're doing is telling people you have to come in three days and they go into work, and there's no one else there and they're sitting by themselves in an office or a cubicle within an office space that makes no sense right I, so i agree with everyone who says oh they're making me go in three days a week but when i go in you know i don't really have a desk i plug into you know a char- a, a, a laptop connection docking station and i'm working by myself and I'll, that, I'll say that's this. Not, that's not what I mean. What I mean is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of every week, everyone's in, right? Or Tuesday, Thursday, everyone's in, and then you get to pick one other day where half the people are in on a Monday or Wednesday or Friday, right? And that to me makes sense. Like when the entire team is in, it's vibrant, ideas are flowing, people – that that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about where you go in, sit by yourself all day for eight hours and no one else is around. That make that's stupid. Why why are you doing that just to check off a box? That's that's the real estate purpose. I'm talking about from a business operational culture growth. And listen, we don't have to deal with this as much, maybe a few of our departments, but because we're in the news business pretty much twenty four seven, people have to this be, is yeah. really never an issue for us, right? So uh, anyway, that's my take on it. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people agree with you, right? Martha Stewart. And like, she got backlash. She didn't back down. She's like, I don't give a damn yeah. what anyone yeah. says. You need to get back. But, I mean, but again, there has to be a way. purpose. There has to be a purpose to go in. The, the entire, like, yeah. you got to have a lot of people in there, learning, meetings, discussions, gossip, you know, all that shit, happy hours. It all is important to people, I think. From, yeah, from, it is. From, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Okay. 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 Well, well, you're all not. Right. All right. All right. All right. Where do people follow you? We'll, we'll... Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. Okay. Patrick, we'll see you next week. All right, Sarah. Bye. bye.